The Mutual Recognition Agreement, MRA, has still not been signed between Europe and Switzerland. So, if you are distributing a medical device in Switzerland, you have to appoint a Swiss representative from May 26, 2021. So, Easy Medical Device is offering this service. Contact me per email at swiss at easymedicaldevice.com. Swiss, S-W-I-S-S, at easymedicaldevice.com. And we'll try to help you. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com and today we'll make the May update. And do you know that this month is the last month before the date of application of EUMDR? So we are waiting for that since a long time. Uh, mainly, initially, there was a three years transition period until the 26th of May 2020. And now, because of the coronavirus, we had another additional uh, year until the 26th of May 2021. So um, I hope you are ready for the EUMDR. If you are not, so mainly I am providing you with kind of a checklist uh, related to what you have to do or what maybe you have to not forget. Uh, so I'm doing a video per day uh, where I'm publishing that on, on LinkedIn. So you can follow that on LinkedIn or on my uh, on my uh, Telegram uh, Telegram group. So if you are not on the Telegram group, so you should join us. Uh, so mainly it's uh, one video per day about one topic. It's one minute video. So it's not like I'm providing a lot of information. It's just that uh, a reminder of what you have to have uh, within your organization. So I hope you are following me and you are looking at that. If you have any topic that you think, oh, maybe it would be interesting to, to put in one day. So let me know because we have the 30 days to cover. And maybe at one point I will say, okay, I don't have anything else to tell you. So yeah, if you can help me, it would be really great. So yeah, so don't hesitate to go to your LinkedIn uh, to follow me or to go to the Telegram group uh, and then also look at uh, what I'm publishing there. So uh, yeah, as I said, you have to be ready. Uh, there is a lot of things that uh, needs to be done for class one products because class one products, custom made products, combination products, uh, products that uh, are mainly having no certificates, will need to comply to the EUMDR by the date of application by the 26th of May 2021 uh, and then for the others there is an exception on article 120 uh, for those that have a certificate or for those that uh, that uh, are benefiting from an additional transition period like the up classified products up classified from class 1 to class uh, to uh, an additional uh, upper class and then those ones are benefiting from an additional transitional period okay so uh, what we'll talk today is first about the implementation plan of the UMDR. So we have the implementation plan uh, for April uh, that was issued. Uh, so there is not a lot of things that were, if I can say, mentioned. One thing that was uh, important and that is important is for Annex 16 products. We are still waiting for the common specification for Annex 16 products. And now it is planned in Q3 2021. Uh, so we are expecting to have that because even uh, Annex 16 products or products without a medical purpose, uh, so like contact lenses that are calling your eyes, like uh, liposuction equipments, like uh, electro um, electro equipments, uh, brain stimulation equipments that are listed in Annex 16, uh, they have normally to comply to the UMDR immediately by the date of application. But normally it's also they have to comply to it if 
the command specification are published and they are not published. So then they have to wait that first the command specification are published. And then when they are published mainly, you can apply the UMDR six months. You have to apply UMDR six months after their publication. So this is also something that is uh, important that uh, uh, to mention. Um, so out of that, there is not a lot of information. There is information about in IVDR, Related to also the selection of the uh, the reference labs that have to be uh, the European uh, Union reference laboratories that have to be uh, created or defined for uh, in IVDR products. But out of that, there is not not much information there. Okay. Um, the European Union is now publishing fact sheets. So there is two fact sheets that were published uh, this month. There is a fact sheet about implantable uh, devices. So there is a reminder there about uh, what are the, that the fact that they have to have implant cards. So implant cards are uh, cards that should be available for the patients as soon as they get implanted with your products so that they know exactly what is the UDI code of the product, what is uh, some information about the products on it. Uh, in case there is an issue with the product, they know exactly what was implanted to them. Um, there is also a guidance uh, that is was issued about implant cards. So if you miss that, the guidance is MDCG 2019-8 uh, version 2, where there is also a template or um, an image of what, how does uh, uh, an implant card look like so that you can create the same for, for your organization. Uh, there is also the implant card leaflet. Uh, so mainly there is an implant card, but there is also the leaflet which explains maybe some of the symbols that are machine inside or maybe some more information. So you have to read this fact sheet just to get more information about uh, what needs to be available for um, your products for if you are manufacturing some implants. The second fact sheet is about uh, class one devices. Uh, this fact sheet is mainly about a step-by-step -step process to explain to you if I can say it's like a checklist also, what you have to have available. Uh, so there is uh, this, uh, this pathway, this flowchart that is showed on the, on the fact sheet uh, that, uh, that you, can, uh, you can look at that. So mainly all those links that I'm talking to, or those documents that we are talking about now, uh, you can find them directly on the, on the show notes. So you go on the show notes and you have the links and you can just go, uh, go there. Um, okay, so um, as I've said, uh, class one devices, uh, there is a priority for them. Actually, I'm receiving a lot of requests from people uh, that are class one and say, oh, can you help me to be compliant to the UMDR by the 26th of May 2021? Um, the problem is that, yeah, it's really a short term now. So uh, if you are not, um, um, if you are not ready, if I can say, uh, you have really to put all your effort on it. Uh, the problem is that, yeah, it's really the last month. So in one month, we cannot build the technical file, build the quality management system, build the clinical evaluation, build the risk management file, build all those documents that are needed uh, for your organization. So it's something that, yeah, can take more time. So uh, anyway, you have to start. So even if you will be late, you have to start uh, so that you will be uh, ready uh, as soon as possible. So many this is uh, the point here. Okay, last point is about MHRA. So MHRA issued a guidance uh, for uh, free sale certificates. So these are certificates that are issued by the MHRA or by any uh, member state or any organization, any, any country uh, to prove that your product is is sold in your in the country or sold in the European Union, uh, and also that it is uh, it is uh, available. It's CE Mart or it has it has follow, it, are, it is following the regulations. Uh, so MHRA is issuing this guidance for uh, for uh, manufacturers that are located inside the UK, so that they can uh, ask for a free sale certificate. And when you look at this guidance, it's really well detailed with all the screenshots for the platform, how where you have to click, what you have to do. It's really a work instruction, if I can say, about uh, how to. Uh, ask for a free sale certificate. So if you are in the UK post Brexit, uh, 
uh, and the, then you you need a, a, a free sale certificate so you can go to this platform and you can directly ask for it so that you can continue to sell your products outside of the UK. So it's really important uh, important for you. Okay, so now we go to the standardization. So there was this month, there was a lot of information about standardization. I mean, not a lot of information, but a lot of activities that were ongoing. Uh, the first one is mainly that um, there was a lot of updates of the current harmonized standards. So harmonized standards for uh, in vitro diagnostic regulation, harmonized standard for medical device uh, directive. Uh, no, not for the, so uh, harmonized standard for the in vitro uh, diagnostic uh, Directive, IVD, the uh, Medical Device Directive, and the AIMDD, so the Active Implantable Medical Device Directive. Uh, so there was an update of those uh, harmonized standards uh, just to make them up to date to the last uh, to the last standard that are existing, uh, and in parallel uh, there was also um, a publication of the plan for the update of the harmonized standards related to MDR and IVDR. So uh, when you look at this plan, uh, there is all the list of standards that will be uh, worked on, if I can say, for this uh, the, by the CNCNLEC. Um, the only thing is that the date, the deadline where those will be available is mentioned as the maximum, if I can say, uh, the 27th of May 2024. So even after the um, MDD, if I can say, is over uh, and the MDR is mandatory. Uh, so it is something that is the, the deadline, if I can say, but we suppose that there, there is a lot of standards will be available before. So it's not like uh, the date where they will be published. They just say it's the deadline where they expect everything to be uh, available and everything to be ready. So um, yeah, we hope that this will be done quickly uh, because mainly uh, a lot of manufacturers are asking about those harmonized standards as a reminder. The harmonized standards, if they are available, it's good. If they are not available, you have to continue to use the most up-to-date standards uh, because mainly this is the standards that uh, that will be anyway uh, mentioned on the new on new version. And now you have, if I can say, the list of all the new standards that will be available. Uh, so you have just to look at that and you'll you'll check if your your uh, standard is available in this list. So go on the show notes and get uh, this list uh, from the from the from the yeah from 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 the element that uh, that is mentioned there so go on the annex and there is a full table with all the standards that uh, are available for that will be available for mdr and ivdr okay notified bodies so what is the situation actually with notified bodies uh, so we have actually one additional notified body that was appointed this month uh, for UMDR, which is Eurofins Expert Service. Uh, so this uh, notified body has been appointed and now it is the 20th notified body under MDR. So congratulations uh, to this notified body uh, because yeah, as I've said, we have really to, uh, we need really those notified bodies so that we can um, place compliantly our uh, medical devices on the market. Without notified bodies, we are a bit blocked. I have a lot of my manufacturers, that my Customers that were asking me, do you have some notified bodies available so that they can help? I mean, everybody, uh, all the notified bodies are are now overloaded, so it's not like uh, there is um, a list of uh, available ones. But uh, if you are an available notified body, I need customers. Don't hesitate, contact me. I have a lot of uh, customers to provide you. Then, um, what is also available is for IVDR. There is no additional notified bodies four notified bodies for IVDR and this is really something that starts to be really critical nearly one year before the date of application for uh, 
IVDR. Uh, it's really uh, something that we need now. Uh, Fortnite fight bodies will be really difficult. They, they will be. It will be really difficult for them to manage all the customers that will be coming to them. Uh, so if you are an IVDR company, uh, company uh, IVD company. And you have to follow IVDR and you need a notified body. Uh, mainly everybody will be in that case soon. Uh, so please go go ahead, go now, to, to be compliant to IVDR and find a notified body immediately because if you are waiting more, you will be really lost and you will be maybe not able to provide your products anymore. Um, so Team NB issued uh, a survey, a report, uh, so 2020 report about uh, around 26 notified bodies that they asked and there was a lot of graphs information. Uh, what I really picked from those graphs is that um, the fact that there is an increase, uh, sorry, a decrease of the withdrawal of EC uh, certificates. So mainly we have less EC certificates that are withdrawn. Uh, so mainly there is a stabilization here. And what is also interesting is that there is an increase of full-time employees. So apparently the fact that there is a new regulation uh, or new efforts to, to, to have uh, for this new regulation. So um, there is a boom, if I can say, in terms of hiring of uh, competent, uh, competent people that can help those organizations. So this is something that is uh, really interesting. But go and look at this report, check what is mentioned there, check what is mentioned inside. Those data are data from 2020, so not as of today, but really end of uh, end of the year. Uh, and there is yeah, a lot of information that can be interesting for you. Uh, one also the information that is interesting is the fact that um, nearly all the certificates, a majority of the CE certificates under MDD will expire by 2024. So it means that we'll have a big number of manufacturers that will arrive and ask the notified body exactly at the same time to get certified so uh, 2024 so don't make the mistake don't wait 2024 even if your certificate expires in 2024 don't wait 2024 to get uh, certified under UMDR uh, ask uh, your notified body to certify you before because really uh, it will be a nightmare if I can say for notified bodies and also a nightmare for manufacturers that will say okay what's the situation why we cannot do this we have followed the rules etc yeah but if there is a lot of manufacturers that are coming and not a lot of notified bodies then yeah it's easy to understand that uh, there will be here a bottleneck. Okay, so now we are going to the guidance and standards. So we have some new guidances that were published, uh, but we have also some guidances that were just updated. So we have the, uh, the MDCG 2018-1, which is the guidance on UDI and uh, basic UDI-DI that was updated. So there was two elements that was uh, that were changed. There was a paragraph where one word was removed, but there was also an addition of one paragraph, which is a paragraph related to the maximum number of reuse uh, of medical device. So, so mainly when you have a, a medical device that you are reusing, um, usually there is no number, you say you, you can reuse it as, as long as possible, but there is maybe some medical devices that are that have a maximum number of reuse. For example, you can reuse them only 10 times. Uh, so in that case, uh, those um, medical devices have to have a, a basic UDI-DI or UDI-DI. Uh, and each time there is a change to this reuse number, for example, before it was 10 times and now it's 15 times, then you have again to change also the UDI-DI uh, because mainly it's a change of the product. So it's also something. So there is a paragraph here talking about this case. So if you are in this situation where your products have some reuse, number, maximum number of you reuse, then you have to apply what is mentioned there regarding the basic UDI-DI and the UDI-DI. The second guidance that was uh, updated or that was published 
So the MDCG 2021-6, which is a question and answer regarding uh, clinical investigation. So there are around 20 questions and answers that were provided regarding a clinical investigation. Uh, one of them is, for, one of them is, for example, what is a clinical investigation? Uh, so mainly, as soon as you are doing uh, an evaluation on a, a human, a one by one evaluation on a human, then this is a clinical investigation, and you have to request a, um, an ethical committee to approve this. Uh, this uh, thing. So uh, I know that maybe a lot of manufacturers are testing their products on humans without any, if I can say, committee or without any uh, boundaries or without any regulation. Uh, so this is not normally authorized. You have to authorize uh, this kind of use uh, for your devices with an ethical committee, with a clinical investigation. Then all the data that you are gathering will be used uh, for your technical documentation, for your clinical evaluation. Uh, there are some questions also like, what is the difference between performance, clinical performance, and clinical benefit? And it's well explained with a graph there. Or who is responsible for determining the correct regulatory pathway for a clinical investigation? So if you have questions about clinical investigation, this guidance would be really providing you maybe one of the answers that you are looking for. Then the next guidance is the MDCG 2021-4, which is the applicable application of the transitional provision for certification of class uh, class D in vitro medical device uh, medical devices. Uh, so mainly it's for in vitro diagnostics, so 2017-746. Um, so mainly here you have also a lot of questions and answers about that, uh, about class D, IVD, how to use that. Question, for example, is about uh, the uh, European Union uh, reference labs. Uh, can we place devices in the market without those European European Union uh, reference labs uh, are designated. Uh, so this is something that uh, is there. Can we place that without uh, the expert panel to be designated also to be uh, available? So these are things that uh, this guidance is answering. So if you're in that case, if you have an IVD product class D, then you can go to this guidance and try to answer uh, to, to see if there is some question that maybe uh, that you are asking yourself and where there is the answer there. Then there is one um, one guidance that was uh, not one guidance one standard that was published, which is the ISO TS uh, thirty seven one hundred and thirty seven, which is uh, the biological evaluation of absorbable medical devices. Uh, so this guidance, uh, this standard, sorry, uh, can be interesting for one thing. We have that now a new rule under the UMDR for uh, substances that are intended to be introduced into the human body. Um, so. If, if you are have this kind of substance, uh, usually or some some of them were class one under MDD, and now they can become class two A, two B, or three. It depends of what where, how exactly they are introduced inside the body, uh, and then. This kind of uh, biological evaluation can help you to prove that your uh, product uh, is not um, has no is no is safe. I can say for the for the patient, and there is no issue with that. So maybe this is something that you will have to use or have the methodology you will have to implement uh, for your type of devices. Okay, so um, now what happened within Easy Medical Device? So within Easy Medical Device, we had still the podcast. So uh, we have a podcast episode 123 uh, on, on IVDR. So where we talk about how to write a performance evaluation uh, and with um, with Hakan Inan. So we talked about that. Uh, so if you are doing, for example, in medical devices, CER, so clinical evaluation report, here we are talking about performance evaluation. So it's exactly the equivalent, but within the IVDR. Uh, then on, I, uh, on episode 124, 
Uh, a reverse break helped us to understand uh, how you can make a, a correct merger and acquisition uh, for your, um, your company uh, in case you are doing that during this period, during the MDR period, because here there is not only the financial aspect that you have to look at, you have also to look at uh, some uh, regulatory aspect. And this is mainly what will be driving uh, all your activity about this, uh, this merger and acquisition. Then we have one episode 125. I make here a checklist of how you can be ready to EUMDR data publication. So I mentioned to you uh, that, you, for example, you need to have a quality management system, you need to have a technical file, you need to have a technical evaluation, etc. Et so, uh, and as I've said to you, I'm making one video per day, uh, one video, one minute per day, uh, where I'm giving you one topic that you have to um, to understand or to have to remember regarding the UMDR. So this is something that is really, uh, I hope, helping you, uh, providing you su support. As I've said, don't hesitate, send me a message or whatever on at info at easymedicaldevice.com. Uh, just tell me if you have other topics, you say, okay, maybe this can be an interesting topic for the one minute, uh, one minute chat, uh, because as I've said, I have to do that within the next uh, 24, five, three days. Uh, so yeah, I need maybe some of your of the subject from your side. And um, lastly, so we have had a LinkedIn Live uh, with uh, Cesare Magri from Beyond Clinical. And this was an interesting one, it was one hour long, but during this hour, we talked about PMCF. So all about PMCF. And so a lot of questions uh, about PMCF. And one of the questions that always comes back is, <laughs> do you need a PMCF for class one product? We say, yes, you need a PMCF plan for class one products. Maybe not a PMCF survey, but every devices should have a PMCF plan. So you have to have that available. So mainly if you are, struggling with your PMCF or if you need any, any information about PMCF, you can go to this uh, to this video, the LinkedIn uh, Live or LinkedIn Replay that is on my YouTube channel. And uh, if you need the PMCF plan template, you can also go to the shop easymedicaldevice.com slash shop uh, where you can find a template that will be available for you for free. So don't hesitate uh, to go and to download that. Okay, so it was the end for this uh, update, this May update regarding the, uh, the medical device uh, regulations. Uh, so I hope this was really helpful to you. Don't hesitate to go to uh, the YouTube channel and to place a like or also to place a comment because really it helps me a lot. Also on the platform, on the podcast platform. Uh, so don't hesitate also. And if you have any question, you can ask me directly at info at easymedicaldevice.com, info at easymedicaldevice.com. If you need a UK rep, you can also contact uh, us. Uh, so easy Medical Device is providing this service at UKREP at easymedicaldevice.com and now we will start also to provide the service of Swiss rep in case the um, Swiss uh, doesn't sign the MRA uh, with the European Union, so the Mutual Recognition Agreement, then you will need a Swiss representative. So if you need a Swiss representative, contact me at swiss at easymedicaldevice.com. Okay, so it was really a pleasure for me. I uh, hope you have, you have really a great day and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much. 